three. Yes, sir. Um, fun, fun, fun. We got our guests over here. We got Jesse. Jesse. Coco Defoe. Coco Defoe. Mm. Next, we got TC. DC. TC, yeah. TC. 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 Nice, nice. My name is Jay Coon. Jay Coon. And obviously, you guys are all. DJs performing tonight. Uh, I won't be. I'll be the. Uh, I'll be the host for tonight. You'll be the host. Uh, I will be the MCs for tonight. I mean, for the DJs for tonight. Oh, you're the, the you're the MC. Oh, yeah, sick, so. sick. Couple um, ones, couple twos. But yeah, it's it's kind of a cool event tonight. It's one of the biggest rooftops, I believe, in Perth for like events as an event space. Mm, great. Um, we got this beautiful view behind us of Perth City. Um, beautiful. But yeah. You, when are your sets and what, what type of music are you performing? Well, my set was... Oh, you can you can, talk, you can move it up. Yeah, get it up. Ooh, get it on now. Thank you, baby. Don't be shy. Get close. Um, I played from five to six, so my set has come and gone. Oh, was that you up there before? Playing, was it the Afrobeats Yes, stuff? sir. Oh, yeah. I was vibing that. Thank you, bro. That was good. Thank you. Yeah, it was a couple of selection things on there. A couple of tracks from Drew Vandal. Yep. Couple from Brilliant, couple from Jail, who just played at uh, Retrobart on the weekend, just gone. Amazing, yeah. uh, amazing artist. Big shout out to the Tabs and Ash Maz at the boys uh, throwing it down with Jail. Yeah, those guys are killing it in the way of doing, bringing important. Ele- what would you say? What would you call that? What would you call selection as a whole in a genre? Um, I mean, that's kind of a that's kind it's of an, a, it's a very niche uh, niche market now, and I love that. It's uh, the music genre in itself is not as commercial as you know normal clubs and R&B and all that kind of stuff so in my opinion it's a very niche kind of market and I love that it's funny though it's selection the genre well uh, that's the thing right selections that label that's come Mm. out of where can you uh, explain that to me because I actually don't know what yeah so selection who's some heavy hitters from back in the day we'll say like Taku oh yeah you know like um, Estar Keitronada Keitronada oh okay so those guys kind of started the wave of that kind of lo-fi Break. It's like uh, experimental. Yeah, yeah. We'll say experimental. Knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. exactly. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. The old, like, the old ones and two type it's, shit. That's so. interesting because I wouldn't expect that kind of genre to be played. Is that being played here tonight? Is that what? Not too much. I, I just kind of played with it just because of the vibe of the venue. I guess Cadronata so. K- does. He plays that at, like, Boiler Room and, like, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, it's that, it's that jumpy stuff, you know? It's like kind of underground dance, almost house exactly. yeah, like, type of vibe. To be, to be fairly honest, I think if you take the word literally, soul selection is just whatever you feel from your soul and you want to select those kind of music that kind of invigorates the soul and gives it that kind of... I don't know, a substance that's different to, you know, all, all music has its own substance, but that soul selection has that very unique feeling that everyone gets together for the culture, for the music, and for the vibe. And, uh, you know, you see a lot of the Boiler Rooms now, you know, that's now coming to life. You know, Boiler Room's been around for almost like 20, 30 years. Yeah, but 20 now, years. So. Coming in and all these, these the new age, the new generation really loving that that vibe, that Fred Again stuff. And all the boiler rooms, shout out to boiler room on YouTube and boiler room in that Europe. That man's glow up has been very interesting. They really do. Yeah, good to see though. Amazing yeah. for the culture. I mean, if you really, if you really for it, you love the way it's going. You love the way music is kind of progressing to more and more people. It's so much more generally accessible. Isn't that right, Mr. Trace? Yeah, I like how, like especially in Perth, you're starting to see more uh, clubs embrace music from different cultures. Like obviously, Afrobeats is kind of like it's getting very popular. Yeah, it's here Afro in Perth, season, really baby. Cool. It's Afro season. Um, yeah, your set that was filled with a lot of like Afrobeats classics. Yeah. Um, I was vibing. I vibe the the Afrobeats for sure. I think it's definitely coming. Like you know, obviously we have 
the waves and trends of music getting played in clubs, but I do truly think in the last definitely six months you see like Afro, especially just on TikTok or anything, you know, you yeah, on TikTok now you see like even even the dancers now that everyone are doing are primarily just like Afro or even like Hammer Piano, which is obviously the yeah. the um the newer stuff coming out of like South Africa now with like the more electronic and kind of like heavy heavy snares and stuff like that, which is awesome to see. But it's definitely this is like I feel like now coming into like twenty twenty three you would see a lot more clubs just kinda jumping on the Yeah. Jumping on the Afro train. I'm gonna leave the it to Afro the train. I'll leave it to the new guys. I'm quite I'm quite old in my DJ selection and these young kids are really showing T- that they're TJ is it TJ? TC. TC? Yep. TC, so what uh, what kind of music do you like to play and what, what are you playing tonight? Essentially, um, um, I played before Jesse. I played just before Jesse. Um, pretty much Afro hip hop, Jersey. Yep. All that. You hear te- Jersey. Te- te- Jersey. Te- te- okay, Jersey's, Jersey's like, next up again as well. Jersey has come Jersey's onto back. the scene in the past year or couple Man. of years. Or yeah. oh, no, I, well, no, but I was playing was Jersey. I was playing Jersey. This guy was early on the Jersey. <laughs> I was playing Jersey like nine years ago in like trap clubs. So yeah, like, okay, like, okay. Keys and crates and stuff like that. Like so, yeah. the OG Jersey. Did Drake kind of. make it cool? Like mainstream? Because I think. Oh. No. Yeah. Let's just say sticky. Started everyone getting on it again, you know, as mainstream, as majority of the time when he does, because that's the thing. It all it takes is one kind of thing to start the dominoes now, you know, whether it be an artist doing a small thing or even like a meme kind of trickling and doing that same effect, you know. Mind you, in saying that, Mike Dewitt and some of these other DJs, even Jesse, uh, all these guys have been playing Jersey in clubs almost five years now, five plus years. So yeah, that's what I said. Like father coming on nearly correct two thousand. Correct, man. 2016. Oh yeah, even in yeah. Melbourne, Sydney, all that kind of stuff. When Melbourne Bounce was still around, I, I mean, guess Jersey was also yeah. the, the current wave right behind it. Yeah, you know, so you know, n- knowledge of music and knowledge of music trends is quite fascinating, especially when you're a DJ and having that knowledge behind you, like Jesse, Mike Dewitt, or some of these bigger DJs, Mike Honick, and even the guys that are quite young, like Tracy, who's been in the game maybe a year and a half, two years. Having that knowledge gives you better power to be a better DJ. Yeah, to play better music, to play more relevant music yeah. say. Yeah. I mean like for the past like year and a half I've been playing um, yeah. I'm, I'm 20 now on the first like went to clubs at 18 just like, closer in the mic yep. uh, yeah like at, at 18 like mm. I went to clubs not much Jersey Afrobeats was playing at all but what type of stuff did you play back then and compared to like now um, I'd say more like commercial party vibes yep. more yeah. pop party just vibes just mainstream yeah for sure and then now are you just mixing in Oh man! Uh, you know, different genres than you were before. Or? Of course. Um, I mean, I'm always trying to level up. You know. Yeah. The, the more you can play, the more you're like, you're more versatile to play more things. Catalog yeah. bigger. I feel like I have grown a lot more into hip hop, Afro, all that type of stuff. Like, um, for sure. I mean, kind of the old butterfly, old butterfly, new humble. Because humble's yeah. always been uh, known for their hip hop, so. I'm glad I've been getting more more gigs there. Um, yeah. Cool. H- how do you guys, um, as DJs, balance what maybe the crowd wants to see, what the club wants to see, and what you guys want to play? This is massive. I think a lot. Oh, yeah. This is a lot. A lot of the a lot of the um, newer DJs that come in and and, and and want to be DJs. A lot of these DJ classes don't actually tell you, or they don't. Um, teach you on, on club etiquette and set etiquette so for example me and Jesse have been in the game you know probably double figures uh, in years and stuff like that and obviously Mike Honig and all these other guys that play tonight you know they, they know a lot about the um, 
the game. So you have this thing where you play your set times. So early, mid, peak, yeah. close, all yeah. that kind of stuff. You gotta learn how to play to the crowd. Yeah. But you also have to understand you have to play for the other DJs. Imagine the eight o'clock DJ. Playing for other DJs. Yeah. So the eight o'clock DJ. Oh, okay. Okay. Right? Oh, so you're setting them up. It's like you're setting smashing them up. all the bangers. Oh, There's okay. no one in the club. Yeah. Right? Oh, all these yeah, ten people yeah, in the club. Yeah, gotcha. Smashing all the bangers, and then at peak hour they're playing oh, okay. the exact same song. The guys are like what's going on? Yeah. Right. That's that's one thing to set up as well. And also you have the balance between the club wants a certain music uh, etiquette or music genre. A music yeah. policy per se. So, you, hey, from this time we're gonna play hip hop. From this time we're gonna play house music. And this time we're gonna play EDM and, and sing-alongs. You have to adhere to that as well. Most of the club promoters in the club, um, venue managers will brief you on a music policy beforehand, yeah. and they'll have it set out for you. Yeah. So stuff like that you have to be really aware of because as a DJ, it's so easy to come in and play all the bangers. It is, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big thing that I kind of realized early on when I was uh, managing Mondo, you know, mm. do, doing all the bookings to DJs. You know, so I'd like. I actually, funny enough, put on. I gave Lude his first set ever. Oh wow! At Mondo. just a small flex there, that is terrifying. He was terrified. He came up, you know, like asked me, he's like, "Oh, do you reckon this is gonna work?" And this and this, you know. I was like, "Bro, just do your thing. You know, you'll kill it." And that's you know coming on six, six Lude. and a half, seven years ago. Lude. So and you're kind of like you're, um, you're kind of being aware of the energy in the club at the time of the club yeah uh, well that's of what people are going to play next 100 percent, man and so there's, like, there's a lot of things you got to be aware of as you're a DJs. team yeah. like yeah. Yeah. yes yes you are separate djs but you're a team at the end of the day right your entertainment team for any sort of venue puts together six seven djs so yeah. you have to look after each other and in regards to that like i like, imagine if uh, jesse's playing after me and i know jesse that night is going to play hardcore hip-hop yeah if i'm going to play side trance before him how does that help him yeah. migrate that crowd yeah or how do I build the crowd's the, the club's image when I come and play side trance? Because one of us is going to be playing wrong, right? If the club wants hip hop and I'm playing side trance, yeah. surely one of us is doing something wrong. So we have to be super aware of the DJs, what's going on, and the whole club effect, right? For, and the thing I taught Trace when he was he was just coming up, you have to be aware of what the club wants, what the audience wants, and what you have to do. Yeah. You don't have that balance. Anyone can be a DJ. And that's, I think it's also as well, you have to be able to work on your feet have fast, you know, because I've had that come, coming back to Mondo, you know, I've, I've booked people that come in, you know, with an expectation of a full club, yeah. you know, it's quiet, it's quieter that night, you know, they come up and they're just train wreck, you know, because they've got a, they can DJ, but only to the formula that they've pre, they've pre set up for themselves. And when that comes to like, wow, okay, the crowd's completely different. They correct. can't, they haven't got the weapon yet to kind of be able to be versatile. Yeah, correct. Be versatile and be like, okay, cool. Now to tone it down, they'll end up playing, you know, R.L. Grime to, you know, 10 people in a club correct. and it's yeah, a bad like look. That's, that's a very big thing for young DJs like myself, yeah, uh, Marcus, Stephen yeah, coming up for now. Sure. Like, um, that's one thing we have to learn so, so quickly as well. Um, like you've got your set list to play yes it's a main set time but what happens if the venue isn't packed yeah like you have to adapt to that so quickly 50% of it is being able to mix and all that and then yep. half of it is being able to read the fucking yeah, for sure. which a lot sure, of people sure. cannot do because obviously you know young DJs I don't know if you DJ yourself so no. but you know a, a lot of the guys get inspired by looking at you know famous DJs like for example a, a, a good analogy would be a lot of people get inspired by international superstars in that field. So, like, you want to play basketball, like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James. It's yeah, like the yeah. pi the pinnacle of those of those um, 
elements and those sports. So obviously when you look at DJs, it's Calvin Harris, Tiesto, they're playing massive tracks because they're headliners, but they're yeah, built, yeah, yeah. built for so long to be that headliner. You can't expect to come into the industry, come straight into, let's say, Paramount Nightclub and just be like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna smash yeah, this out yeah. at eight o'clock and expect a thousand people to be there. Yeah, That's not realistic, but it's also like, you have to learn step-by-step step the journey, one, two, three, four, five, six. You don't just get the six, seven, eight, nine, ten yeah. without doing one, two, three. And is there communicate like um, how much communication is there between DJs on like a night uh, that you're all sort of performing? Like, obviously you don't want to all play the same song. Correct. You know what I mean? So how do you navigate that? I feel like that comes with the kind of venue and what the night is, right? Yes. Correct. So what I was just saying before, right, with that um, selection night that was on last weekend, when you're flying in someone that has a very specific mm -hmm. genre. That's when I can I can only imagine you know I haven't played at one of these events but yeah. I can imagine there'd be a very heavy briefing yep. prior to the prior to everyone playing so you know you're obviously not playing the main artist's songs yep. or things that he's got reserved in the bank for like yep. heavy hitters you know yeah yep. so and I feel like a good way of kind of I don't know you go um, you go first I was just gonna say as well the good way obviously the easiest way for us kind of playing in mainstream clubs that are just you know week, weekly events is you just go up a couple minutes before you've the prior DJs ended kind of thing and you just go through their history get an idea of what they've been playing and try not do any double ups but you know a few double ups are inevitable and stuff like that but you know if you, if you can you know do that that's the venue will appreciate that so you're not going on and playing something that was played 10 minutes earlier just because you weren't there to hear it from the DJ yeah. before you know yeah correct so, yeah. Your, your job as a DJ extends to to, to research. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead, I feel like for me, I'll, I'll, I'll be mostly reflecting on myself and like younger DJs. Mm. Um, like we get booked for, I, I still remember the first time playing at Coconut for Toucan's event. Um, yeah. Who booked me for the first time. I, man, I shat myself. Um, <laughs> I remember the first I, set, man. I was sitting in the back of the club. Like, I came in not knowing what the fuck to do, not like not knowing what to say. That must be so like, like nerve wracking. Oh, like man, literally, sure. like the like the audience is right there. You can see like a live reaction yeah, to what course, you're doing, and like you it's, can feel yourself either yeah. playing well or not playing well at all. For sure. The second the crowd leaves. You start panicking. You start yeah. playing dagger. You start playing bigger songs, more mainstream songs, and you just drop it. Yeah. Um, pretty much to gain the crowd back, but you yeah. don't have that knowledge of, oh, what's the next DJ gonna play? Yeah. Because yeah. um, we that's something I learned so much over the past six months, even. Um, yeah, like pretty much you you gotta know where you stand. Um, that sounds very harsh. But like. You gotta also have that kind of confidence as a DJ. Like you can't lose your grounding. For like sure. say if yeah. the, yes. the the crowd's like losing a bit, yes. you can't panic because like yeah, maybe sure. you got like a you know another half hour yeah, or for hour sure. for your yeah, set. Yeah. Um, so confidence is another thing, and I guess that comes with um, you know your time as a DJ. But yep. there's any sort of uh, things you kind of practice within yourself. To I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in here. This is this is industry figure. So people tuning in now, you're gonna get a very a, a, a DJ secret that's not really revealed to a lot of people. So, you given the example that, let's say you're playing at a club, it's fully packed, you start playing right, and then people start leaving. Yeah. Sometimes that's not the worst case, because remember, the bar needs to make money. Yeah. So if people are leaving your set to go get a drink, okay. yeah, that's a good thing because how are you going to get paid if the bar makes no money, right? So you've got a thousand people in this in this oh yeah, in this nightclub, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Smashing it out, bam, 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 everyone's going hard, right? You pack the dance floor for three hours. People buy thirty drinks. Yeah. 
the club's going to be like, great DJ, terrible crowd. I'm yep. not getting any money. I'm not booking that guy next week. Yep. Whereas versus the DJ, the Jesse comes in, right? He plays a couple of songs. Everyone's dancing. He plays two low songs. Everyone goes to the bar. The bar sales become $30,000. Then he pulls them back. Yep. Because an expe- yes. as an experienced DJ, it's called push and wow. pull. Wow, right? that's an actual thing? That's you crazy. Push and pull. That's crazy. So you go, you play a couple of bangers yeah. here, you slip in a couple of low, low, low five songs or low energy songs, pull them back with some cheese, push them away. Guys, right? industry secret right 100% here. 100% because remember, the, the company has to pay you somehow, right? Free a charge. If he doesn't make you money, how are you going to get paid? Yeah. So no, having knowledge to know whether you're actually pushing them out or pushing to the bar and smokers area is two different things. So that's a big thing. DJs, if you're young, if you're just in the industry and you see people leaving you reset it's cool don't stress just keep an eye on out for them figure out where they're going if they go into the bar your job's complete push them back pull them back push them away pull them back that's your job as a dj yes sir 100 percent. yeah there's like i guess there's a mindset to it yeah man you confidence can, you is can use that key. you can use that for your mindset and say oh yeah they, they can you know go to the bar you know when they're going home like when you play a set and you play and you bomb a set you know whether they're going home or to the bar like it's very obvious because yeah. people you start vibing a lot of the older DJs have told me that they used to do this one trick again industry standard you guys are getting it today um, they used to target people in the crowd right so imagine right if I could flip the camera and there's a bunch of people there right there's a bunch of girls on one side bunch of guys mixed crowd mixed crowd mixed crowd so people would like the older DJs would like okay cool I'm going to try and make that group of girls dead so you play a yeah. couple of tunes right they start grooving start moving their feet start moving their hair alright cool next target I'm going to make those guys dance and play the pop smoke little bit of chance the rapper oh they start moving now they start dancing your job's complete so they just, that's how they start targeting oh okay sooner cool. or later within half an hour half the club's already kind of grooving wow right done happy yeah there's yeah. man there's a whole lot more to DJing that oh, I realised that Couple even those just those two tips like yeah, man. that's crazy it, this 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 uh, this industry separates a lot of the young uh, cloud chasing DJs from the real DJs because longevity is a thing. Yeah. A lot of the DJs that are young and want to be cloud chasing DJs will not survive in this industry because they will not have the skills. And this is sounding very harsh, but it's the truth. No, a lot of them don't have. The they though. don't have the ability to keep a crowd, but they don't have an ability to keep sets and keep getting a job and keep having that mentality it's kids that put in the work like these young guys that are willing to play the you know opening sets the closing sets the 10 people the 30 people but also using that time to kind of build their own skill set that's the mark of a very good dj Mm -hmm. and uh would you say an example of a clout chasing dj someone that only wants to play like the main sets only wants to play the bangers like yeah. focuses more you gotta on, earn it right boss yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Like, you gotta earn it you gotta come to this industry and, 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 and these night promoters and these event promoters they know who's a good DJ yeah. right they know who deserves that 11 to 2 spot yeah Sil Sylvester Nyang Jesse DeFabio Mike Connick how many you got Adrian Franchina Jamie Franchina Brooke Triplett all these guys all around this industry I, I'm, I'm Mike the way I'm, ma- I'm naming so very few DJs that should be mentioned. These guys are, are 10% of the DJs that in Perth that should be mentioned yeah. because those guys have earned it. They've spent the time researching. They've spent the time putting in the work. They've spent the time in the years playing those stupid opening sets, but not using their ego as a tool, but using that as more of a tool for themselves to build that brand for sure. For sure. Because when they get to that, they can hold a crowd. They're named, they're, they're, they're named DJs because they bring that crowd and they can hold that crowd. Yeah. 100%. I'm not there yet. Um, you know these guys are on their way there and, and it's crazy because I've never been that um, kind of DJ I've always been the opener because I know how to that's mine that's my niche so 
having having that DJ that can do all sorts and be very versatile is a very powerful tool in this industry. Yeah, 100%. And uh, obviously, we're wrapping up 2022 here. Um, Don't say that. That's crazy. <laughs> how How's your, you know, your 2022 year been as DJs? Any standout, you know, sets that mm. you've done? And, uh, yeah. Jesse, we're not, you haven't talked much. Come on, bro. I need you to say something, yeah. bro. I'm just going to adjust Stand these lights. Sets, bro. <laughs> Standouts. I'm have, a, have a think first, and then this, we'll run it. He's going to run his, oh, run his um, lights. Well, this whole topic of growth, mm. I feel like I've had a massive year. Yeah. You especially, um, kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like I've had a massive year, for sure. Like, coming from getting one, one, giga, one giga week, coming from Tugans. Yeah, for sure. Man, every single week getting at least two to three minimum is a massive improvement, like within a year, I'd say. And um, I feel like a lot of my thanks goes to you and Furman. Oh. Like, you, and my iconic, and my iconic. Oh, for sure, man. I wouldn't Mikey. be here. I wouldn't be here if <laughs> it wasn't for Mikey. Well. I don't know where he is, that Greek mother. <laughs> he's a he's a mother bastard. He is somewhere. Hey, Hope you hear this back. Just be fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but for sure, like I owe a lot of my thanks to the older guys, like you guys. Damn, that's not mean. The older guys. <laughs> ah! Oh. We got to get that in the shot. Excuse me. <laughs> no, I, I owe a lot of thanks to you guys for sure. Um, Artesia has has brought me money. You guys have brought me knowledge. I like that. Um, yeah. Wait, just talk. You want to talk right into the mic? Just make sure <laughs> we got it. Get right in the room, yeah. Yeah, my fault. My fault. My fault. Yeah. Just. Yeah, say that. Hold that shit. Oh. We good. We good. You can even hold it if you want to. But yeah. Throttle it. Yeah. Uh, what, was your, what was your biggest gig this year? My biggest gig. Oh shit. What's the big standout gig for you? Ah. There's, there's been a few big ones. Um, Come on, give me your top two. Or even sets. They don't have to yeah, be like big true, true. events, but sets that stand out. And you're I feel like, like Artesia oh, Showcase. Hey, my guy. What's going on? Ah! Uh, the guy in the background is the uh, runner of Butterfly Events, Butterfly 73. Hey, let's go. Second, we second got, in hunt, we got to get him on the pod later. <laughs> oh, pod's over for everybody. Hello, sir. How are you? Hello, everybody. <laughs> Come on, okay, I feel like my, my biggest gig would be the Artesia Showcase at Magnet. Yeah. Um, my set, I, I played closing, but my, my set was closed very early, but man, the energy was crazy. Different thing. Mm. Different for sure. That um, was good. Magnet's a place to play at, but man, you gotta work like a motherfucker to get there. For sure. Um, my colleague! <laughs> you hey, fucking baby. Did. Yeah. Oh god. That's good. I like that. Jesse, what about you? You've well, you played everywhere, mate. Yeah, Let's 2022. 2020-2022. Haven't got too many standouts, here's but he, here he is right here, right here, boys. Here he is. Here he is. <laughs> we good? just we just talked about you. Thank you for the opportunities, boss man, for the Artesia. It's fantastic. We're still a long way to go. Yes. We're still a very long way to go, but it's great that we're a year down and at least we have what we have from now, you know? And it's great sometimes it may be good, people. sometimes it may be shit. Sometimes it may be shit. It's good that we can get this many people here yeah, sure. on just a year's, you know, a year of being the agency and, you know, only two weeks notice as well. It's right yeah. now, it's, it's actually big enough. Did you want to jump in? Do you want to jump in for a bit? Right here, right here. Right here, right here. Before I jump in, I'm going to be right back. I'm going to get this, uh, get something going and then I'll be right back, okay? 
right. If um if you guys see any other DJs, we'll just yeah, that's cool. grab them on. Should we cap it now? Oh, you wanna wanna stop it now? Yeah. All right, All right guys, uh, we'll wrap it up now, Let's and we like, might we find some more people. But, people. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you so much, uh, Jesse. <laughs> thank you, Harry. And thank Trace. you, Trace. 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 Uh, check these guys out. I'm sure they're on the Artesia page somewhere. Coco Defoe. Uh, Coco Defoe. Follow at me. And uh, Defoe Studio. Epic event tonight. Stay tuned, but catch you next time. Yes, sir.